Hello, everybody, and welcome to an international special of the Focus 90 podcast. All right, boys? All right. Hello. Um, so as far as international breaks go, probably one of the better. Probably couldn't do any better, actually. 11 goals, none conceded. Started off 7-0 against Montenegro. What were your thoughts on, on the whole spectacle of the game, the 1,000th England game? Still prefer club football, but um, <laughs> as far as England games go, it was fairly entertaining for a for a qualifier. You know, it's always good to watch seven goals. Tommy Abraham, first goal. Even um, though you hate him? I don't hate him. I just think he's a bit overrated and not a fan of his overall game. Okay, we'll get into that later. But he scored, he scored his first goal and can't knock that really. It was a good performance and decently enjoyable, to be fair. Yeah, five five goals in the first half. And you can't really ask for much more because we're so used to these qualifiers being pretty stale, sort of two, three nils against teams you've never heard of and you're just like there's not really much point in it but when you're scoring that many goals mm. and just it's just entertaining it's good to watch I think it was good to see that there was no like backlash from the Sterling Gomez incident as mm. well because that can always play on a team's mind if something happened in the press and the press had picked up on it Sterling obviously got dropped for that game that can have a like a that can play a part in a performance and it didn't and I think that shows about the mentality in the England squad at the moment. Yeah, Adam, how do you think Southgate handled that whole thing? Because he's been quite good at handling sort of the very few issues he's had since he's been there. But with this one, it, it all went public when it it didn't feel like it maybe had to. How do you think he handled the whole thing, dropping Sterling and then bringing Joe Gomez on, which eventually got he got booed, which was very strange. Yeah, I, I think he obviously he had two options, and, and in, in my opinion, he he chose the wrong option. I, I think it would have been. I think, especially, I think with with Southgate's squad, and I think with with the way that England have been playing and the sort of togetherness of the squad since Southgate took over, um, I didn't. I thought it was a bit uncharacteristic of Southgate, really. Like, I I didn't think it was necessarily the right decision to to make it so public and um, and, and do that. Really, I just didn't think that was the right decision. It just it just seemed a little bit. Um, it looks like it's probably been leaked from someone in the camp somewhere, not. And that's why it's come out, which means he has to say something. Do you think it was necessary to drop Sterling for a game? Because considering you. how big that club game is, Liverpool Man City, it's it's blown over for, or it's been carried on for mm. another day. The sort of the angst in the camp. Do you I think, think as soon as Southgate came in, his he was straight onto the point that club rivalries disappear when you come onto England camps, where right. like former players who have since retired have obviously said that. They were that was an issue when they went to England camps that the club rivalries were there, so I think as soon as he came in, he wanted to crack down on that and stop it from happening. And the only way to do that, if it does happen, is to be strong with your actions. I think he did the right thing in dropping Sterling and bringing him back for the next game because it just lets it all blow over. There was no mention of it after England's winning against Kosovo, so I do think it was the correct thing for him do to do. Do you not think the players could have sorted that that situation out themselves? I think um, they did to be fair eventually yeah. it like they did. I think it's Southgate just wanted to make like a statement yeah that and that's, that's fair enough just, that's the type of squad that he wants like everyone on the same mm. sort of path and it's the first kind of issue we've really had about like club rivals rivalries yeah. recently so I think he just wanted to reaffirm his desire to have a squad that's all sort of pulling in the right direction do you think it perhaps had the the desired effect when then you get in a get you get the the game where Gomez comes on and then gets booed. Do you think? That's um, I don't think you could. Really I don't think you can prepare that. for that. I think that was very, very weird. I think it was I wasn't expecting probably it more sort of not tongue in cheek, but sort of 
and not joke either, but certain sections, because there's going to be Man City fans in that crowd as well. Mm. But I don't think they were booing as genuine hatred for what had happened. I think it was just more... I think it was just more sort of tongue-in-cheek. Just, oh, it was funny that this mm. happened during the week. We're six, seven and a half over the scores at that time. Just, think, just have some fun. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Gomez has seen it in that light, though. No, and, and Southgate didn't like it. And Sterling Kane didn't like it. No, no one liked it, yeah. which, is, which is fair enough. It didn't sound... That loud the booing. It didn't sound like it no, was. It wasn't you that could loud, tell that it was happening. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is, a, you don't want it to carry on now. I think that's the thing. You you couldn't, like you said, like Sam said, you couldn't foresee it happening. But at the same time, it's avoidable. You know, if you if you wouldn't have dropped Sterling in the first place, I feel like that you, you know would would have avoided that. Did it? Did that decision cause more problems than it actually solved? Would it have just been a case of, you know, the the players sorting the situation out themselves? Yeah, I mean, we'll have mm. to see. Anyway, they didn't really need him. 7-0, first game. Then last night, as we're recording this, Kosovo uh, away, which after the first game against Kosovo, could have proved a bit of a banana skin, considering they still have a chance at automatic qualification from the group. But a fairly com- like convincing 4-0 win. I think it was difficult for the majority of the game into the last 15 minutes, to be honest, where I would say the fact that all of the well, majority of the England squad play in England and the tempo and the start the football is a lot better in England whereas like some of the Kosovo players do still play in Kosovo and mm. they have the standard they don't probably don't play a lot of matches compared to what the English players do I think tiredness yeah. probably played a big part in that and the subs that England can England could bring on compared to what Kosovo had at their disposal Rashford made a big difference I he thought was very came good on. when he came on like Hudson and I was quite wasteful. He was. It it was strange. It seemed like it was his chance to really, with qualification done and everything, he made a few changes. Going mm-hmm. to a couple more of those in the sack as well. But he, it didn't feel like he ever really wanted to run at the defenders. He he tried to play mm-hmm. safe, and a lot of those times he did safe pass inside. They were inaccurate as well. It was mm-hmm. a really strange winger's performance, mm-hmm. which might have been a sort of a reflection of his season so far. To be yeah. fair, because this season he's not been brilliant. He's not in the starting lineup at Chelsea at the minute. And then it's obviously not helped him. He's suffered a big injury. Yeah, I think Ruptured that's Achilles at think that's 18, 19. Yes. Do you think probably his confidence as well? Yeah, I think yeah. his confidence since coming back from injury have been knocked because obviously it's a mentality thing. You don't want to obviously pick up an injury straight after coming back. So maybe he's not quite performing at maybe 100%. So I think definitely a confidence thing. But I think over the time of the season, his confidence will probably start to come back and I think he will be in the reckoning for for actually going to the Euros but at the minute I think Rashford, Sancho, Sterling are all well ahead of him at the moment I still think they'll be well ahead of him come next summer yeah probably because I would well I won't go into too much detail but I would personally prefer more experienced players at a like a final you need that mix because at the minute it's a very young and mm. it's inexperienced squad, even though they're playing regularly for their clubs. It's inexperienced in major tournaments, and it's in a nas- like a national team camp for a long period of time. Mm. So you do need those heads that have been there for two, three mm. tournaments, maybe if they're if they're still around and good enough to play. Um, another change Southgate made was bringing in Declan Rice for his first game. A lot of people don't really see him as an England starter, but they played him and Harry Winks, which looks like it's going to be a one or the other situation when it goes to the Euros in mm. next year how do you think they played together with Winks in a more advanced role I thought it worked quite well actually I, th- I think Winks got a lot out Winks of it Winks got a lot out of it I think Rice did not sure Rice did either I don't think he's that bad though I don't see it's what the big 
it's not that bad, but you can't you have need more than not that bad when you're playing in a tournament. Who would you right. play in Winks in that position. I wouldn't play him in the eight where he played the other day. Well, we can we can go into that when we go through our. We've got a a draft of the t- a 23 man yeah. squad to uh, to take to the Euros, which will obviously change probably next time there's an international break. We'll do another one. Yeah. We'll do yeah. another one then. See it and put it next to the one we've done before. See how it's changed. See mm. what's happened during the season. But at the minute, I think Winks played really well. Winks is definitely In probably the player who's got the most out of this international break. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say so as well. And then Rice, he, he did he did okay, but it's, I don't think you need him and another shuttling oh, mm. midfielder to go with him. I just don't. I don't see that as a. It's like it'd be like playing Henderson and Dyer like two years ago for me. Yeah. Do you just think it's that Rice doesn't offer enough? Is that I don't think he offers enough, personally. But then do you not think the same sort of thing was often said about someone like Henderson? It was. Henderson's never really done much in an England shirt, either. That's true as well. I think for Rice as well, him and his club are in horrible form at the minute Mm. as well. Like, at the minute, you can't really warrant his selection in England. You could say the same for Harry Winks, though. Spurs on him. That's true. That's true as well. That's true. But I just don't... I think... West, I think Winks has just shown it this weekend that he, his job he can do for England. He can do it in both the the deep line midfield mm. role and a shuttle in number eight style, which we've seen maybe someone like Henderson do for mm. Liverpool. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, a couple of first goals for the, for the country as well. Abraham, Mason Mount in the second game as well. Can't can't do anything but help the confidence, can it? No, I think it's good for Abraham in particular because obviously it took him a while to get. You know the first goal for Chelsea, and to get it this early on for England, that'll help his confidence massively. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't see him pushing Kane enough. I think Kane is a shoe in to start, mm. but obviously to have that sort of option off the bench when when you need a goal, like that's good for the squad to have. I think it's a lot harder if you're a striker in the England team because Kane has to do something m- massively wrong to get dropped mm. because he's the captain. He's a, one of the best strikers in the world. I think that puts him ahead of everyone else yeah, anyway. It could only be injury. Only it be could only be a long-term injury or a knock that keeps him out. And to be fair to him, he doesn't miss many international breaks. Mm-hmm. Misses a f- few club games each season, but international breaks he tends to be quite fit. Yeah. I think Abraham's overtaken Wilson as well in terms of the second-choice mm. striker. Yeah, Wilson's still going sort of under the radar, still scoring goals for Bournemouth. But I think the impact Abraham's made at a, at a bigger club as well. Mm. I know he's really made his name as the number nine with, with some decent competition there he as well. He stepped up massively. Yeah. Mm. yeah, massive step up this season. Yeah, I think so. Um, After that game, Gareth Southgate came out and said, we're definitely further ahead than we were going into Russia this time, well, two years ago. True? True yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If, I, if I look back at... Russia 2018 at the start of it I would have been happy with Randa 16 it was his first major tournament there was still like a bit of a hangover from the Hodgson era mm. would definitely never have said semi-finals ever no whereas now in the Euros I'm thinking Sounds. this squad could win we, yeah we could, we could this squad could easily beat a f- France in the final France have not been impressive that impressive in qualifying no, no one else really has. I, I, the only team Belgium I would has. think is Belgium and yeah. Italy. Italy have as well. Just how many goals have they been? Uh, Thirty-seven goals in eight games in this quarter. Yes, it's against easy teams, and you're going to play throughout most of the Euros. But that's nearly five goals a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think any other country has done that. In, no, in you got France sort of scraping to to not even three points. They've been really poor. 
and they're, they're supposed to be the two goals against they're supposed to be the favourites for the yeah. World Cup mm. winners and everything. Croatia have massively dropped off since. Are they even? Are they even qualified Croatia? Yet? Yeah, qualifying. Yeah, I think the top of the group. I think they are three. I think. But right. But even still, you look at mm. them. You, Belgium obviously still got. This could be one of their last chances now with the generation they've got mm. to win something. But I do really think they could be. But do you, do you think that's a good thing though? That there's that there's now this expectation going into a tournament because I feel like every England every England side I know from sort of our generation mm. you've gone into other than you know, the last World Cup you've gone into it thinking oh we're going to give it a really good go you know yeah. we, this this side could go really far in this competition and then obviously they flop I, th- I feel like last obviously last year was the first time when you, you really thought you know we've had a really good tournament when there weren't any expectations do you think that these sort of enhanced expectations that people say and that they think that we could go all the way do you think England will just feel that pressure again and, and flop like they have done on so many occasions? I think with previous tournaments, say like under Hodgson, you thought, oh, they can get quite far, but you never thought, there was always that doubt in your mind, actually, there's a chance we might not make it out of the groups here because the style just wasn't very good. We weren't, we didn't play the best football. You'd, I mean, we lost to Iceland at the Euros. And that, that says enough. I don't think we'd lose to Iceland now if we played them. Nah. And... Whereas now, when you say, "Oh, I think we could," there's a good chance we could win it. You actually believe it. You don't think um, there's a chance this side could go out in the round of 16 again. It's 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 different belief, I think, and I think yeah. that's yeah. A, a lot of that's down to Southgate. Yeah, I think a lot of the toxicity around the like the the squad has definitely gone. Big word. Like big word. Uh, is it a word? I don't know. It is tox toxicity. <laughs> yeah, it is a word. Right. Okay. Like, nah, there's no real like huge characters that's not meant in like a bad way there's no real like yep. egos, egos like, yeah. you look at like obviously Rooney was good for England's record goal scorer and all that but there's not like there's a togetherness him. yeah it's like everyone seems to be sort of pulling in the right direction like mm. no one seems to be think they're above like each other like Stern and Kane like they could easily think that like we're by far the best two players because I mean they are but like they're all sort of together and I think that's different to previous eras see I think that I agree with your point but I think players like Sterling I think he used to have a massive ego going to the England yeah. squad but I think Southgate must have said something to him that said you've got to realise that you might think you're the best but really these players around you are helping you be the best so you're not any better than any of like any of these other players whereas before I think because there was no like all that right club rivalry was around with Hodgson and yeah. I think he just thought I'm the best. I think as well there'll always be an emphasis on on club football, obviously, but at the same time there seems to be more of a focus on international football now mm. for them England players. Like, I think you know when them players go off off to the England camp to to train and and play for England, there seems like there's a there's been a bit of a shift really. Like, there's a massive difference between the sort of mentality going into you know going into the international break. Um, as opposed to how it was in years gone by. I think that's through a genuine belief that any of those 23 could be in the starting lineup. If you go back to sort of maybe the 2010 World Cup, you could probably pick the team from weeks mm. before, months before, that was yeah. going to start in that first game. Now, you've got so many positions that are up for grabs, centre-back, centre-mid, right-back, left-back. These are all positions that are up for grab at the minute. Do you think there's less of a club bias as well? Like Obviously, um, you, say, you say about like the, the players that you're almost guaranteed a place. Like if you look if you look at the squad now, there's a there's quite a spread of of teams that these players are coming from. Yeah. Mm. Like, do you think if you go back, it's more sort of just the top six? That sort of thing. Yeah. There's obviously going to be more 
more that way. I still think there is a club bias, but I don't think you, you can think? ever hide away from that because they're in the big clubs for a reason. You should you on paper a better player, but I think the fact that he gives... Callum Wilson call-ups. Yeah. Uh, Even Declan, Declan Rice, Rice call-ups. Yeah. The fact that he called up Mason Mount when he was at Derby, I yeah. think that was a big yeah. statement because rarely does a championship player get called up. Mm. I think... Seems to acknowledge these players a lot more. Yeah, like, which is mm. going to bring Definitely them to the belief yeah. that they can get into the squad. And then when you get there, mm-hmm. it seems such a good vibe. Mm. You don't want to not be there next time. You want to yeah. keep yeah. being there. And I think with him dropping someone like Jesse Lingard, it's shown that he's not really got this... Massive club yeah, bias more so anymore. than Jess Lingard. I'd say Kyle Walker. Yep, well, the fact that he doesn't make Alley the squads well. regularly. Alley. I'm, I'm not sure the Kyle Walker one's that justifies, but I think he should be in the squad at the minute. But that's that's different. Anyway, there's a focus on form. There's a focus yeah. on form as well. I don't well, think he's like. been too bad though. I think maybe he's just because we've got a lot of good right backs. To be fair, mm-hmm. yeah. I, like, I think he's just because he's. I think he's 30 now. He so was. Yeah. yeah. Still rapid though. Yeah, he's still obviously a very good player, but he's sort of trying to like not get rid of anyone who's sort of old but he's sort of pushing the old guard out and yeah well, he's, gradually he's building for a tournament at the moving, minute, and that tournament's yeah. in a few months time and he's going to be a few months older and you never know what's going to happen mm. but yeah I think yeah I think it's, it's good times at the minute it's positive yeah. times yeah Um. so we've been doing a, a 23 man squad each which we would project we would take if we were Gareth Southgate to the Euros in a few months time Um. we've stuck to the I think we will start to the standard three keepers mm-hmm Eight defenders, seven and five. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so Sam, if you want to just run us through your the keepers you take to, well, it's not even a place it is, just, just to the Euros. <laughs> um, I went with Pickford, Pope, and Henderson as my yeah. three. Oh, the same. Yeah, me too. Not Pickford, Pope, and Heaton. And Heaton um, over Henderson. I don't think that's fair enough. To be honest, I'm not sure it's going to be much of an issue because Jordan mm. Pickford for England is. Yeah, I mean he's going to start. Very good. Yeah. Unless there's an injury, he will start for the England squad. Uh, so Danny you mentioned the quality of right backs how many have you picked two who are they Trent and Reese James Reese James yep mm. even I haven't done that mm. why I just think Trent's shooing for me for the right back position I know a couple of you two might think otherwise but mm. with the way that we, we've been talking about him recently but I think <laughs> Reese James over the course of the season I think he'll start playing more and more for Chelsea and obviously his goal against Ajax his performance against Palace I just think he'll gradually sort of mm. overtake Wan Bissaka. But do you not think yeah. that he is still f- very far behind Wan Bissaka and Walker because of his lack of Premier League games experience? I think it's experience. potentially yeah, I think but it's slightly too early this time. Yeah, potentially, I do think but so. I just think with the way that he sort of started at Chelsea, I just think well, he's I'm, settled in. I'm well. not going to argue with it. Um, Adam, what have you gone for? Who have you gone for? Sorry. Uh, well, right for backs. right backs, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went for Trent and Carl Walker. Okay, that's same so as me. For, that's what I did. I as well. just thought about that. I think you're going to need some experienced heads in there. Mm. I think as well, Walker showed in Russia that he can play at centre back yeah. deep as well. It's yeah. another option to play at centre back. Whereas if you had to put Trent at centre back, or I think Reese James could he, probably slot Reece in, James especially in a back three. I think. I also think that if you play a big team with good wingers like a France who've got like Mbappe and Griezmann mm. I would much rather have Kyle Walker than Definitely. Trent because of the defensive attributes yeah Trent, Trent you mentioned that we might not all be so keen on him defensively he's not all there by no, any means true. at the minute yeah. and I still think his crossing is massively overrated I just <laughs> think hardly anyone seems to agree with me but it's, he's it's so often off the money to be fair oh yeah but he's got three of the best attackers in the world but none of them are particularly 
like good in the air, which is what Mane is very good in the air. Yeah, but and he's Firmino's, not like you wouldn't. Firmino's you wouldn't, good in the air. The and you haven't got cross in the air. air you wouldn't associate Firmino and Mane with as their like most. Yeah, you haven't got to cross in the, the air. Best traits. Yeah, I know, but like, you know what I mean. Like, they're not exactly. Yeah. Either way, I see yeah, that Clifford taking that corner against Barcelona. Everyone says it's magical, but no one's even awake for it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, oh, well. that's that's just a football brain. I think people are more sort of lord in there, like whatever. Anyway, yeah. Whatever. Uh, Adam, centre back. How many have you got? Four. Yes. Yeah, what I do. You for? So for Harry Maguire, John Stones, Tamori, and Mings. That's exactly the same as me. That's different to me. What have you different got? To me. I went Maguire, Stones, Mings, and Michael Keane. Keane, yeah. Oh my god. Explain. Uh, I went for Michael Keane because yeah, um, he's got much like more experience than Tamori. Tamori's made one appearance for England that came last night. Yeah. And I think at a tournament as early as it is coming, I would much rather have Michael Keane, who's experienced, than Tamori, who is going to be in his first season of Premier League football. It's different to. Championship, and I just think Michael Keane is. I just think Keane's the, atrocious. You know, yeah, do you know what I think? Like the focus on form as well. That, yeah, that, is, that would. Sort you of can't even get the Everton team ahead of Mason Holgate, who's actually a right back at the minute. Mm. And they are doing horrifically yeah. this season. Yeah, but mine were Stones, Tamori, Maguire, and Gomez. So you're not taking Mings. Nope. You're taking Gomez. You're even taking though he Gomez, can't get yeah. in over Lovren at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he's struggled since his injury, but I think. Yeah. I just don't know. I just prefer Gomez. Adaptable can play right back as well. I guess prefer Gomez personally. I can see that. Mm. Right, midfielders. How many should we? What about left backs? Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right, left backs. I've got Chilwell and Rose. Same. Yep. Same. I went Chilwell and Shaw. That's fair enough. To be honest, Rose was just an experienced head. He's Mm. been at a few tournaments. Because Chilwell would this will be his first tournament. If I think he will go. Mm -hmm. I think maybe an experienced head behind him could could help him out if Rose fancies it. Um, <laughs> right, Sam, midfielders, you got seven, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do your three more defensive ones on paper? Uh, on paper, my defensive ones would be Declan Rice, Harry Winks and Jordan Henderson. Yep, I've got I've got those three. I've That's got Rice line. in a, a slash, which I'll reveal in a minute. I've gone Winks, Henderson and Phillips. Oh, I knew it. God. I knew it. Calvin Phillips from Leeds United. Yep. Don't take this seriously. I am taking it seriously. I don't think you are taking it well, seriously. Why? Danny Higginbottom seems to agree with me. Just, so. okay. oh tell, tell me why. Yeah, I just think. Change my mind. He's far. I just think he's better than Declan Rice. He's passing ability. Like when <laughs> when do you ever see Declan Rice pinging fifty yard switcher plays or anything like that? <laughs> Declan Rice has got more to his game than just passing. Yeah, but so is Phillips. Phillips is very good at sort of tackling, mopping up danger. His short and long passing game is. Very good. I just think he might. He's not going to go realistic, but he would be in my squad. And I think it'd be worth taking a look at maybe in the next international break. I don't mind the idea of having a look at him, but do you not think there's a reason why players are in the Championship and other players are in the Premier League? As as Higginbottom stated earlier in his article, he said Higginbottom's not the England manager. I know, but (laughs) Tanny Higginbottom's not even English. He watches the champ. Is it? He watches the champion. <laughs> he watches the championship every week for Sky Sports and all this sort of and stuff. And doesn't watch the Premier so League does every Sam. week. Sam hasn't Calvin Phillips. Sam's probably watched it more than Dagging Bottom. Nah, he's an ex. Well, he's sort of a championship expert. But anyway, uh, he <laughs> said opinion. if Leeds didn't do so much to stop Phillips from leaving this summer, he would be playing for Villa or Spurs or 
whoever wanted to buy him in the summer. I they don't were, think he'd get into Spurs. Team. Like Jack Clark went uh, to Spurs. And yeah, didn't yeah. get in the team. Yeah. Went straight. They were gonna. They want thirty million for him. So. Okay. Like, to be, to be fair be my to Danny though, like we we mentioned earlier about Southgate looking at players from the Championship and not just you know com- I just completely think sort of I, disregarding I them. I just think it's better, even if you didn't put Rice, I think they're still better in the Premier League. No, English. not not English, not English centre defensive mids. I do think Declan Rice is better than Calvin Phillips. Actually. Calvin, Cal- Calvin, whatever his name is, Calvin Phillips, same thing. Um, Adam, so that, did you have the same? I went for Henderson, Rice, and Winks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. probably the right. Probably will be that, but. I'd, I just can't rate Beckham Rice. I just don't think he's very good. You can't rate him, so you put. I can't Calvin think of any other centre defensive mids that are English. That are I good. think I'd just take another attacking one. If yeah, well, okay, so, so then who else have you got in your midfield section? Um, Madison, Mount, Oxo Chamberlain, and Loftus Cheek. Okay. Adam? So I only went for three others. So I went for Mount, Madison, and Chamberlain. So no. Ruben Loftus Cheek. No. Okay. To be fair, I've got Loftus Cheek in a slash with Declan Rice because I don't know how he's going to come back mm. from his injury. I don't know if he's going to be straight in the starting team. I think he should be. And he played for England at the World Cup. He has played for England before as well. He was very good in the Euros as well. In the Euros, he looked very good. I thought when he played the Euros. He went. Oh, sorry, the World Cup in 2018. <laughs> yeah. He did look good, and he was obviously not a starter then. But no. I think, I think Ox definitely. He's yeah. been brilliant since coming back from yeah. injury. And Southgate said, didn't he, he would have started him if he was fit in 2018. Yeah. I went with a name that none of you have put in there, actually. I went for Deli Ali. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily have to start, but again, he wasn't didn't perform too badly at the World Cup. He's got the World Cup experience of getting to the semi-final, I think. Yeah. I think he's got to sort his club form out yeah. first. Yeah. I think he's trying. He's closed all his brand deals, hasn't he? And then yeah. quite a few yeah. players need to sort out their club form, really. Jordan good. Pickford's yeah. not been... Yeah, it's true. No, no, it's true. Um, so we all agreed on Madison, yeah. even though it doesn't yeah. seem like Southgate's got a place in the starting like the tactical formation. I think he started yesterday if, um, if he was fit. injured. Yeah. I think he would have started yesterday though, just purely for yeah. the fact that it was the last game. Does it feel like there's through. anywhere in the formation though for an attacking midfielder? Especially um, against I think there is, but teams. I don't mm. think um, Madison would be my first choice because no. would you choose Mount over Madison yeah I would yeah would you, you see, I, I, would, I, I would always go Madison over Mount I would as well Just I think he impacts more games it, I think it depends more what you want Mount is much higher working will win you the ball back more yeah I think and will start attacks from deeper yeah I think you're going to get Mount tracking back which is what you want a mid, you want a midfielder to be able to go between the two I don't I think, think Madison you, I think you've got Ox could do that no I don't think he shies away from it but I, don't, I think Mount's better at it than him I just think we're talking quality of in terms of like a sort of an attacking position I think Madison's quality in the final third is I think superior mm. to Mount and you've got a serious mm. dead ball specialist as well with Madison yeah. anyway I have him in my team I've got yeah I said Bloss of Sheik in that sort of brackets thing someone I've got that's not mentioned Jack Grealish nah. no no not for nah. me I think, I think he would have been in this squad just now if he wasn't injured I, I think, think he's uh, pushing, but I think I he's think had a really better. good season so far. Because I, I didn't, I had a like, good last couple of games. Do he's think he's played a good season? Probably a few, like four or five, six. It took games. a while to get going. I thought. I mm. think I, I didn't rate him at all before this season started. I've always it's rated just him. It's I just, just like a sort of don't think he's better than what we've got in that, in yeah, that position. Yeah, I, just, I mm. think we've got to see that consistency from him as yeah. well. He see can how perform this over a few months and really sort of shine in that Villa side. Mm. And you, but you can tell Villa miss him like that Wolves game yeah. nothing in the, yeah, they, in the middle yeah, yeah. but then even with him they've been not been I know but no, they, they, I mean they went to games. Norwich with Grealish in the team and they sort of dismantled them <laughs> don't remind um, me please <laughs> he scored 
the following week, I can't for the last minute remember who they played against, but he scored a couple. Yeah. Well, they, they haven't won since he's been out, and they haven't got any points either, so. I'd, yeah, I do rate him, but he won't be in mine. Wouldn't be in okay, mine. Okay, so we'll see. So that's the midfield. So um, who did you go for? Loftus Cheek, Grealish. I did, I did Loftus Cheek slash Rice, and then Ox, Madison, Grealish, Mount, Henderson, uh, Winks. Yeah. That is what I would go for if I was Sir Gareth. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Danny, uh, sorry, Adam, you said you had only, what, six midfielders? Yeah. So you've got an extra one in the, the Yeah, front so line, I've got six forwards. Which is cheating, but we'll carry on. Cheating? <laughs> 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 well, I, I had to make a big decision here. By leaving someone out. Oh, I thought we could. I thought we could switch it up. Okay, that's, that's, that's fine. You, who have to you be got? honest, though, like I looked at some of these, some of these players, and I mean, some of the wingers, like we spoke about, like Sterling, would we class him as a forward or midfielder? Mm. Like, you know, some of these players you could class as a midfielder, okay. I guess. Um, so, in terms of sort of out and out strikers, I went with Kane, Rashford, and Abraham. Okay. And then I went for Sterling, Sancho, and Hudson Odoi. You went for Hudson Odoi. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went for all of them without Hudson Odoi. I went for all of them without Hudson Odoi. For all of them without Hudson Odoi. So no Callum Wilson in any ones? No, because no. Abraham's better. Mm, I yeah. think the fact that Rashford can play up front as well, you don't need Wilson in there as well. No, that's true. You haven't, so you've got sort of. Just go with two wingers. Two out and out. Well, Rashford will play on the Rashford left wing. Rashford will be a. <laughs> Rashford will play on the left wing. <laughs> Rashford will be Mason Mount sometimes plays on the left for Chelsea, so does Madison. Yeah, not not quite as, um, as front three. Front three ish. Sterling no, can play on the left. Unless you well. have some chronic injury problems during the tournament, and I think three wingers yeah. will get you through it. Okay. That's fair enough. So you've gone for Hudson and Doy Adam. Yeah. Which is I, the only difference to anyone else's. I think for me, I just thought just the sort of, he just brings something a little bit different. Like I just thought with the, with his pace, and I thought maybe off the bench, he might, might bring something else. Mm. He's going to have to have a big season to get in that. Mm. He's got mm. a first break into the Chelsea squad. Which, which looks tough at the minute. It does, but. On paper, he should be able to do it. If you got an aging Willian on one oh, side, shock you're talking about Willian again. <laughs> no, no, no. But <laughs> how was Willian got into this England conversation? <laughs> no, I, I just think Willian is having a purple patch at the minute, but you wouldn't expect that to last all season for mm. now. And the same with Pulisic as well. He's still 21, 20? Still like ridiculously young as well. You'd expect him to not perform at those. Mm. He's like, do you think he's number one in the? The power rankings at the minute. <laughs> I don't think Hudson has always helped his case at all by his performance against Kosovo, though. No, but that was I very think, poor. I think if you could have any manager in the league at the minute to help him with his confidence more than anything, I think you'd pick Frank Lampard. Yeah. Why? Why are you laughing? It's Pep and look what Pep's done to Sterling. Look at Pep. Look at Pep's done to Phil Foden, though. What's he's he Phil Foden's only eighteen. Yeah, but he's saying he's one of the best players he's ever seen, and he's not—he's getting two minutes a game. Yeah, when David Silva retires, I think it's sort of—it'll be a different story. But I mean, mm. he's still got so much time on his side. No need to panic about Foden yet. I know, but it just—he's not even like offered to loan him out or anything. Because if Foden if, if had been loaned out, if, if he'd been loaned out, say this season to another Premier League team, he could be in this discussion for true for an England side. But he's—he's he's nowhere near it at the minute because he's not playing. He'll be at the next tournament. He scored. For I think he scored two, did he, for the twenty ones over this? Scored a nice free kick. Yeah, he's, he's obviously talented. Just needs game time. Anyway, that's a different discussion. Um, I think that's us. That's us done then. No, I've got yeah, my yeah. Quiz. I know. I know. I know the, <laughs> the uh, discussion. The discussion. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. So Sam has brought us the third variation of quiz, which is yeah. So Sam, I'll let you explain it, Sam. Uh. So I just mine's just general football knowledge, really. But because it's been an international break, I've gone for Euros slash Euro qualifying from 
bang. The last few euros. Cool. Could be tough. Could be a toughie. Right. No, I've, I've been nice. I'm going to go. I've got 12 questions, so it's four each. So who cool. wants to start? So uh, I'll start. Danny will start. Okay. So the, well, I think this is nice. It should be a nice and easy start. Uh, who scored England's only goal in a 2 1 defeat to Iceland at Euro 2016? Rooney. Correct. Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> um, Adam, who is the top scorer in Euro 2020 qualifying? Uh, out of all the countries uh, Hurricane it is Jury yep which France forward has the most assists in Ooh. Euro qualifying oh oh I don't know that it, well it's either Griezmann and Bappe or Giroud probably not Giroud yeah, Griezmann can, can he pass it it is Griezmann oh. <laughs> Danny which championship striker has scored 10 goals in qualifying Jesus, it's not Patrick Bamford. (laughs) (laughs) Um, mm, Trying to think of some decent strikers. Danny Loder. (laughs) Puskas. Incorrect. Danny, other guesses? Uh, No. Kiefer Moore? No. I'm not sure. Alexander Mitrovic. Um, Adam. I'll give you an option of three here because this is quite a difficult one. Right. Uh, which team scored z- zero goals at Euro 2016? Romania, Hungary, or Ukraine? All three were at the tournament, by the way. Oh, at the Euro. Oh. At Euro 2016. <sighs> oh God. Uh, sorry. What were the three options? Romania, Ukraine, or Hungary? Uh. Can you tell you who any of them played? Romania. Incorrect. Ukraine in it. It's a guess. It's Ukraine. Who did they? Ukraine lost to Northern Ireland. I remember that. Did they? They did. Not I couldn't. I couldn't honestly told you who was in whose group in that Euros. Can't remember who. Who was in our group? In Euros. Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember. Russia. Wales. Russia. Wales. Russia. Wales. 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 And yes. Slovakia. 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 Yeah. Uh, Drury. Which current Premier League goalkeeper kept four clean sheets at Euro 2016? At the Euros. Hmm. Hmm. I think. I think I have an idea. Immediately, I'm thinking. I'm just going to do my thinking out loud. I'm thinking Patricio from Portugal because they won it and they got one in the final. A cliche, the final. <sighs> who would have been the Wales keeper? Hennessy. Hennessy. Yeah. I go Patricio. Correct. Dude. Good answer. Danny, who scored the England goals in the two-one win against Wales? Vardian Sturridge. Yeah. Oh, getting treated here. <laughs> Which two teams have won every game in 2020 qualifying, Adam? Ooh. Two teams? Yeah. Only two teams have won every game. God. Which two teams have won every single game in 2020 qualifying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to have to pass it. I don't know. Any guesses? For Definitely me? Belgium. Belgium yeah. and Italy. It is, is it? Yeah. Is it won all their games? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drury. Yo. Who led Spain to victory in 2012? Manager? Yeah. Oh, was it still Del Bosque? Del Bosque. Was it still him? Is that your final answer? Or? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Couldn't think of anyone else. No, unless they got someone else in. I'll go Del Bosque. Correct. Ooh. Danny, which former Chelsea defender 
was the only player to score an own goal at Euro 2012. 2012? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, they said you'd had it nicely, so I thought I'd make it a bit harder. Is he a current Chelsea defender? Former. Former. Quite a large pool of players. Former Stoke defender as well. That's only a handful to choose from. I don't like... Oh, I know. Do I? Are you sure? Thinking out loud here, the only one I can remember who played Stoke and Chelsea was Huth. I don't know. He won't have played for Germany at the World Cup, will he? Euros. Oh, yeah, I keep saying that. Euros, yeah. sorry. No, I, I, I hedge my bets on not being Huth. Stoke. Glenn Johnson? Yeah. Glenn Johnson. Who did he score the own goal against? Oh, I didn't go into that much detail. <laughs> I, 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 the, the last two Euros to me are just. I don't remember them at all. <laughs> Uh, Adam, which current championship manager started England's opening Euro 2012 game? He doesn't watch championship anymore. He's the only championship. <laughs> We've <up>. moved on. <laughs> watch it again next season, Ooh. though. Uh, started the qualification campaign. No, which so current championship France. manager started England's opening against, game against France? France. Oh, it's not. Um, it's not, not Jonathan Bob. Woodgate, is it? No. <laughs> Any from Woodgate for England. Um, hmm. Hmm. I was thinking it was a long while ago. So yeah. That was the only one that sprung to mind. No other answers. Championship managers. Scott Parker. Scott oh. Parker. Wow. Scott Parker actually appeared in every group game as well. In that wow. Tournament. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I wonder he didn't do very well. Jury. Yep. Which team did Gareth Southgate beat in his first game in charge? Oh. I'll give you an option of three: San Marino, Malta, or Montenegro. Not San Marino. I can tell you the only team that Sam Allardyce beat as England manager. That'd be Lithuania. Okay, but so I imagine it was the game game after that. Was he? Is it permanent manager? Because he was interim for a spell. Interim. Is it his genuine first it's in, game? Interim. So it's, if it's not San Marino, it's between Malta and Montenegro. Yes. Then yeah, they, 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 the they were yeah. <laughs> Oh shit. Malta. Correct. Two 0 was it? I think the winner of that one was Danny, to be honest. I didn't get one wrong. Neither did he. So why does he win and I don't? I think, I think you did get one wrong. I didn't. I think we're joint winner. Have you not got a... Did a, you not get three each? I was three each. Oh, four. I didn't get any wrong. Sure you did. I got, I got Del Boss. Right. Well, I might have got the Mitrovic one wrong. No, I thought it was three each. No? No, it was four, four each. Four each. I never got asked four questions. I thought you got one wrong. You both got one I wrong. Got, I didn't get any wrong. I got Mitrovic wrong, but then yeah. I got some right that some, some of them got wrong, so... Oh god, my head's mashed. So I won. Should we all call it a draw? No, because I won. I'm not drawing. <laughs> I won. Did you get? Did you get all four? I didn't right? get anything wrong. I got, sure. I got Del Bosque. I got Malta. What were the other questions? What was, what Patricia, was the Patricia? Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Terry's the winner. Thank you very much. Your Dan, championship Danny, knowledge shall we let say you down. That's my claim. We're all winners. Okay, uh, that'll do us then for the international special of the Focus Ninety podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Focus Ninety Pod and at the Focus Ninety. And subscribe on iTunes for more podcasts every single week. Thanks for joining me, lads. No problem. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.